If you've ever been in the market for a new home, you know home shopping can be a lot. There's so much you don't know and so much you need to know. What are the neighborhoods like? What are the schools like? Who is the agent who knows the listing or the neighborhood best? And why can't all this information just be in one place? Dalton, this probably sounds real familiar to you. It does. I just bought a house last year. And, you know, you asked, uh, why can't all this information be in one place? Well, now it is. On homes.com, they've got everything you need to know about the listing itself, but even better. They've got comprehensive neighborhood guides and detailed reports about local schools. And their agent directory helps you see the agent's current listings and sales history. Homes.com collaboration tools make it easier than ever to share all this information with your family. It's a whole cul-de-sac of home shopping information all at your fingertips. Homes.com, we've done your homework. The Dale Jr. Download is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. You going to any concerts this summer, man? I am. I'm seeing a concert in June. Hardy and Kit Moore. Love Hardy. In uh, Charlotte. I was so stressed getting the tickets. I'm going to be front row. I'm, I'm in the pit. When these tickets go out, man, I am online as soon as tickets open. I don't want to miss a thing. Yeah, you, you know, you got to act quick. Yes. And when you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. It's like if you're hiring for a business, you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. Mm. So what's the best way to do that? ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast. And right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Jr. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash Dale Jr. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash Dale Jr. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. I am weird, dude. You are weird. <laughs> Mr. Dale Earnhardt Jr. That <laughs> family picnic sometimes <laughs> gives you more than just a potato salad. That's the voice of my co-host and one of my best friends in the whole wide world, Mike Davis. We're screwed. What does that mean? No, we're not standing in that box together in our underwear. <laughs> are you kidding me, Mike? Oh, my God. That is hilarious. Hey everybody, it's Dale Jr. Welcome back to another episode of the Dale Jr. Download. It's the Thursday Rundown. Ain't that what we're going to call this? The Thursday Rundown? I like it. I know it's probably uh, not as cool or uh, interesting, but I kind of like how simple that is. Thursday Rundown. Yeah, it is not original. Mike doesn't love it. I don't love it. We're backing off how much we love this. We're backing (laughs) off already. We're Uh, backing off of that. Hey, listen, you can call it whatever you want. Well, yesterday we had a great intro. uh, We had a great guest. Uh, Josh Berry came on here and told us about his new opportunity uh, that he has with Stuart Haas Racing in 2024. He's going to take over the four car. Kevin Harvick is retiring and uh, a Hall of Famer. Uh, and so that's that's some pretty big shoes to fill, but we had a good conversation with Josh about that. I want to say that for the Dale Jr. Download, Mike, I really have enjoyed charting and documenting this cool career path that Josh is on. And um, we have everything. You know, we've had him in here for all the milestones, uh, winning the national championship at the late model level, 
uh, getting his opportunities to drive for Junior Motorsports in the Xfinity level, winning his first race, uh, helping me throughout um, the fun I've had in the late model ranks at Wilkesboro and so forth. He's been on the show many times to discuss all of those things. And uh, so it's all only fitting that we were able to get him in here to talk about his, his, his new opportunity. Listen, uh, I, I actually got pretty emotional yesterday talking to him. I mean, because it's, uh, I, I think back to trying to think about what encapsulates Josh Berry and the one of the words there's many words but one of them is perseverance of course but the other one is just willing and he's always been willing just to do anything that we've ever asked him to do and I'm going to be honest with you some of you listening may remember it's even been things that are not that dignified frankly you know he was our Santa Claus at the Christmas party uh he was you know we pranked him back in the days like you know he had to wear like a a sun outfit he thought he was doing it for a sponsor it was all completely just making Making, making a making a prank, and it, and, it, and he always <laughs> laughed it off, and was yeah. just always willing to play because he loved the company, he loved the employees, and it's just, and so sitting here as he's now going cup racing, man, it's emotional. It's yeah. emotional. I got to be honest, and it's just, um, you know, I'm proud of him. I, I'm gonna miss him, but also I've got somebody to really root for in the Cup Series now. Really, absolutely. I mean, I um, I'm excited to to see what he can do. It's a ways out, right? We've got a lot of year left. He's going to continue giving his best at junior motorsports as they try to continue to move forward. And we, we move this company forward and Kevin Harvick has a championship to chase after in his final season driving with, um, Stuart Haas racing and Rodney Childers. I will say though, man, I, there, you know, we talked about a lot of cool things, uh, yesterday. One thing that I missed that I would have loved to have said with Josh at the table was Josh's impact on late model stock racing. Oh, yes. So yep. as a guy who's gotten to this top level and has has secured this, this golden ticket, his legacy and what he means to late model stock racing continues to build, right? He's, he's long, he's, he's, Moved on, I don't know when and if he might ever race in that series again in the late model cars. It hasn't been too far or too long ago when he was recently driving one of our cars and winning races. But even after he's moved to the next level, the Xfinity and the Cup level, he continues to shine a light on on that, that type of racing. He continues to raise the profile of late model stock racing, and its drivers, its teams, the Cars Tour that he was a part of for so many years that I'm now a part of and have been for a while. So I love that, you know, that his story is, you know, he's had such an effect on short track racing. He's had an effect on all the drivers that he competed with. He's had an effect on all the drivers that he tutored to help get to the cup level that he'll now be joining. And... He's kind of a tough guy to read sometimes, right? But I know that he's wanted this opportunity so badly. And now that I th- now that I think he's finally got it, he can finally look back. Because hmm. he's had to look forward for so many years to what's next. What do I need to do? What's the next st- block to stack? What's the next brick to put into place? How do I keep going forward? How do I keep getting traction? How do I keep getting opportunity? He now might finally be able to turn around and really see where he's been. Yeah, for the fantastic. first time. Fantastic points, actually, because uh, 
I think as, as you say that, I think about how this is such a win for late models because late model stock went up mm-hmm. just with this announcement. I, am I wrong in saying that like it seemed like a lot of the new talent in NASCAR over the past five, seven years, whatever it is, seemed to come from like USAC or, you know, we hear about the Kyle Larsons and the Christopher Bells and the dirt backgrounds. And, and late model stock cars, to me, kind of felt like it was getting a little lost, a little lost in that as being the, you know, feeder system in stock car racing. Well, by God, they're back. Josh Berry is a late model guy. He's a late model stock car, uh, stock car racer, and, and, and he's an accomplished one. Certainly the most accomplished driver we've ever had come through here. And I feel like it's a win for everybody, including late models. Yeah, I think that's great. So, um, you know, again, we had a great conversation with Josh. I'd encourage you, if you haven't listened to it yet, um, you, you know, you go check in uh, to yesterday's episode of the Dale Jr. Download. Uh, there was it, one other point I wanted yeah. to make. I, th- and I wish I would have said this in front of him, but I didn't. I hope that it stays fun for him, right? Oh, I yeah. mean, like, I know that when you, people get to cup, I think about a lot of, you know, the pressures and the, and, and there's just so much more just bull crap, right? Like <laughs> you have to deal with, there is, yeah. right? More. I talked to him about that. Yeah. And, and I'm like, I just hope that he finds that, that, that cup racing is as fulfilling to him as he's been as fulfilling to grassroots racing and all the levels that are uh, coming up to this point. Yeah. I talked to him on the phone. I was driving home yesterday and, and he was just getting home and I called him and, and I was like, Hey, uh, he told me, he's like, I'm I'm ready. I understand. I understand the change that's going to happen in my life going to this level. I understand how much more demand there will be from on, from my time, and and how challenging the the grind will be. He gets it. He's ready, and he's he's prepared for it. It's not going to be a surprise. It's not going to catch him off guard. And um, it caught me off guard. I was, you know, I've been, I grew up in this my whole life. I raced in the 98, 99 season in the Bush Series, winning races and championships, and got into the Cup Series. And with 10 races to go, I was out of gas. Yeah. And so, but, and, and he'll find that first Cup season taxing, trying to process mentally all the things, going to these racetracks and driving this car for the first time um, in many tracks. So um, it'll be tough. Uh, a, a very difficult challenge to adapt and get get going, but you know I think at his age, um, he's sort of skipped all of that development process. He's well ready and plug plug and play, mm. um, which I love. I think that this is going to be a great fascinating thing for people to see because we talked about it in our show yesterday. I was googling the ages of some of you know <laughs> the more recognizable names in our sports history. And when they started driving for the f- their full time Cup career, and there are a lot of great examples of drivers who had Cup careers that were very successful that started around the same time that Josh is getting his start. And so, you know, I think that the great thing about that is it might change people's sort of perception that man, you got to grab this eighteen and twenty year old and 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 keep them tight, keep them close to the vest. Because, you know, you don't want them to escape to a different team or owner and you got to wait for them to develop and all those things. But there are guys out there that are ready, race ready, turnkey, win ready, championship ready. Um, and, uh, and, and so maybe, you know, a guy who's sitting here going, I'm 27, 28, 29, 
30 years old and maybe my time, I guess my time has came and went. Well, wait, wait a minute. Here's an example that would prove different. And there's a lot of examples in our history that would also show you that if you keep get, you know, going and keep trying, that opportunity could exist. Yeah. I think that's cool too. Um, it's going to be fun. You're right. I'm looking forward to having, you know, having an opportunity to watch Josh on Sundays. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be excited about that development and how that team goes forward. Um, and it'll be a new twist on how we experience races at the cup level. Yeah. Can I ask you this also? I, uh, you know, we brought it up yesterday. I asked him how hard it was to stand in front of a, you know, a group of employees. This is something that both of you have in common. I'll be different circumstances. I remember when you went over to DEI and had to address them that you were leaving, at least your, your team. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I can think of a more intimidating situation, whether on good good terms, bad terms, any type of terms, than having to stand in front of an entire company yeah. and, and, and tell them either goodbye or I'm making a move. Is it as intimidating as I think it could be? I think that it is a little bit intimidating, but I feel that way every time I stand in front of them. Even when I'm, we're celebrating a win for a beer toast, they're intimidating. They're an yeah. intimidating group. Especially they our don't, group. Yeah. Well, mechanics, racers – they don't put up no bullshit. They don't. You know, right. and they don't, they don't want no lip service. They want you to tell them what's up, tell them what's happening, tell them what they need to know, and give it to them straight, right? And uh, I hope that they really, truly believe what I told them. I know that Josh was genuine, and they certainly couldn't, couldn't question that, but when I talked to them about our company being this, this sort of pathway to, to the cup level – we really should embrace that. Yeah. You know, we're not we're not a cup team. We not we're not the final destination. Now, some people do want to come work here because they just love what we do and they they this is really where they want to be long term. We do have those employees here. But for a lot of people, we're this opportunity that gets them the f- next opportunity. We're we're part we're a rung on the ladder. And we should be very proud of that because we're very capable rung on the ladder. We're very, we're, we've got a lot of examples of where people have came through here and absolutely had great success at getting to the next level. And so I, I've said it over and over, and I, I don't mind repeating myself. When someone's hired out of this building at, by a cup team, I, beat my, I, I stick my chest out. I'm proud of that. Absolutely. And um, it's a big win for our company. It tells me that we're doing everything right and that, you know, people from that level are looking down and going, where do we find talent? Well, they look here because they know that's where the talent's at. And so they also know that this building's developing that talent. That's something I'm absolutely proud of. You brought um, up a statistic yes, yesterday about 10 drivers – that have used Junior Motorsports to go to the Cup Series, and I couldn't help myself. I started trying to list them out on memory, and I didn't even get to eight. Or I got to eight, I think. I got Brad Kozlowski, Josh Berry, Chase Elliott, Tyler Reddick, William Byron, Regan Smith, Noah Gregson, Alex Bowman. Are we counting him? Because he had run a couple races for Tommy Baldwin, but I think we can count him. Yeah. He, he certainly wasn't on the trajectory that he uh, ended up at. Um, and, and, and then I'm missing a few, but like – that right there, that is a list. That is a powerful freaking list right there. Yeah. Those are some stellar drivers that uh, some of them won championships. Some of them had value here in their own ways. 
And, um, and Josh Berry is right there in the top of that list for me in terms of profound, significant co- uh, contributions to a company. I'm not so sure he's not at the top, yeah. frankly. Well, it, uh, they're, they're all, they've all made us better in many different ways. But and they all have impacted the sport of auto racing in many different ways. I love the impact that Josh is gonna, you know, has had and the legacy he leaves uh, for the lower, you know, the late model stock and 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 even in his Xfinity uh, years, he's impacted that series in a positive way. Picture this, it's blazing hot outside and you need to head to work. You get into your car and turn on the AC to get the cold air pumping as soon as possible, but it doesn't work. Instead, blowing hot air out of your vents and directly into your face. No, your car doesn't hate you. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the air conditioning system, and there's an easy all-in-one solution that will restore your cold air in no time. There's no need to go to the shop and pay lots of money when you can save time and money recharging yourself with AC Pro Recharge Kits. AC Pro Recharge Kits make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience. And the AC Pro app offers clear, vehicle-specific instructions to help you get the job done in less than 10 minutes. So pick up an AC Pro Recharge Kit at any store selling auto products and confidently restore your car's cold air yourself today. Be a pro with AC Pro. The Dale Jr. Download is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. You going to any concerts this summer, man? I am. I'm seeing a concert in June. Hardy and Kit Moore. Love Hardy. In uh, Charlotte. I was so stressed getting the tickets. I'm going to be front row. I'm, I'm in the pit. When these tickets go out, man, I am online as soon as tickets open. I don't want to miss a thing. Yeah, you, you know, you got to act quick. Yes. And when you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. It's like if you're hiring for a business, you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. Mm. So what's the best way to do that? ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast, and right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Dale Jr. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash Dale Jr. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash Dale Jr. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. We're going to move on, man. We got, Let's do it. You know, we got a big weekend coming up at Nashville. Yeah, you're getting back to work. Yeah, I'm getting back to work. And uh, we want to talk about, though, looking back at the first half of the season. So we'll go over some first-half accolades, give a little shout-out to what we think are some of the bigger stories in the first half of the NASCAR season. Between you and me, me, me and you, Mike, all right, biggest surprise this year. Who's the biggest surprise this year on the NASCAR circuit? Biggest surprise in a good way or bad way? My biggest surprise actually is Chase Elliott. Uh, the moment of uh, him getting suspended Damn, was one. the big surprise. Um, I think it's a whole season as a whole, yeah. right? The injury, yeah. every, how everything's went for him, I think for sure is probably seated at the top of biggest surprise. Yeah, that would be mine for sure. Yeah, um, yeah I agree with that. I, I don't know that there's a – is there a driver that's out there that's like sort of – 
surprised us in terms of performance? Um, I mean, to be honest with you, for me, everybody else has been beating the William Byron drum. I wasn't there yet, but he is absolutely fulfilling all of those expectations that people had. I knew William Byron was good, but like he's had a heck of a year, right? And he's had a good year. He's finally coming into that, you know, winning a lot of races, being competitive. He was this guy that just was top tenning us to death. Right. Very consistent, very, you know, good racecraft, but the wins weren't coming and now they're, now that's happening. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think there's still a lot of things to be determined. Um, but anyways, biggest disappointment, I think, um, is Trackhouse maybe your biggest disappointment? I have Ross Chastain as mine. He's not won a race. He was like right there. I mean, he's been leading the points. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I think that, look, disappointment may be too harsh of a word in it this is. case, but like Ross Chastain being in the narrative every week still mm-hmm. hasn't won. Yeah. That would be one. Yeah, there's a couple things that would be disappointments or surprises for me. I think one of them would be, you know, I, I really. Uh, you know, I don't. I don't know if we set too high expectations for Trackhouse after last year, but um, and they still have speed. There's weeks when they're good. You know, I mean, Ross had a chance to win at Darlington, um, but since then, it's kind of been this interesting uh, predicament that he's been in since he's been, you know, sort of needing to clean it up a, a little bit or whatever. But, uh, anyways, biggest disappointment for me. It's hard to say is Trackhouse. Like you said, I think that's too strong a word for Trackhouse. I have an honorable mention. Who? Just in a, if you take it, you know, in kind of a week by week basis, I was really, really, really hoping Corey LaJoy would have had a better showing in that Hendrick car. Yeah. Uh, and and yes, that was disappointing that he that he didn't. Yeah, I think another uh, disappointment might be up to this point, um, Alex Bowman. I mean, you know, he got he gets the injury and has to set out a few races, but a new crew chief. And um, probably a, a, a bit of an excitement early in the season about what they might be able to do, and that, I think there's success there, and it's to come. Um, and maybe there's some patience to be had on my part uh, for the 48 car, but um, I'm, I'm sure that you know they're they're hoping that things are going to improve, right? They're hoping that yeah, you know, because they're they're the it's other parts of that organization are you know have had a good year. Uh, Byron's been successful. Larson's had some good speed and won some races. Now, if we're talking just about drivers, then then these answers suffice. I would say nothing is more disappointing to me than the way the car races, and I don't want to go harp on that. At particular race, at particular race tracks, yeah. short tracks uh, in particular. Um, let me ask you this: your boldest prediction of the second half. What is a bold prediction that you're willing Jeez, to make? What is a bold prediction? Um, I got to think about this one for just a second here. You know. This isn't a bold prediction, so I shouldn't even say it. But the fact of the matter is, like, Logano is another one that hasn't had this spectacular year. But I just – he's going to be there at the end, and he might even be contending for a championship at the yeah. end. I know that's not a bold prediction, but I'm saying is that they also could be somewhat disappointing, right? Like, Logano's not really in the mix of all these races. Somewhat, he kind of had the same year last year. I know, and then he ends yeah. up winning it. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's not a bold prediction. What would be a bold prediction? My bold prediction – I've got a few. So, Go. I, I – my bold prediction is that um, Ryan Blaney mm. uh, can, has a incredible second half uh, and and emerges as a championship favorite. Okay, wow, that is bold. Um, also, a bold prediction: Chase Elliott doesn't win a race and point his way into 
the championship playoffs. That's it's possible. Through. No, of course it's yeah. possible. Yeah. Um, or a bold prediction might be that he does make it. Um, also, I got this weird feeling, man, that that Trackhouse is going to find themselves, and particularly Ross Chastain is going to um, be in the mix or play a massive role in the playoffs. Mm. Uh, I'm not. I'm not ready to to assume that their season is going to be as is status quo for the rest of the year. So, um, with that said, do you have anybody? Can you give me your championship four? Do you do you have your championship four? Give no. me give me four. I'll give you four. Uh, let's go, Denny Hamlin. Yep. Uh, William Byron. Yep. Um, I'll go with uh, Martin Truex. Okay. And I will go with. I will go with Chase. Yeah. I say he does get in. Okay. I'm going to go Truex, Denny Byron, Blaney. Wait, say. Oh, you went too fast. You Truex, you? Denny Byron, Blaney. All right, I gave a prediction on this show, episode 409, February 7th. Blaney, Hamlin, Bell, Truex. Blaney, Hamlin, Bell, Truex. That was my prediction in February. I am changing it to Blaney, Truex, Denny, and Byron. Bell is out. Byron is in. My champion is Ryan Blaney. I still feel good about that choice. Wow, that's still bold, though. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I'm still feeling good about it. So I said on episode 409 on February 7th, I'm, uh, Alex, I must. I said Denny Hamlin's my champion. Yeah, you didn't do yeah. anybody else. Just, just I just said who my champion is. And that's probably because he had just signed a podcast deal with That was us. exactly <laughs> your reasoning, actually. So, yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. I'm sticking with it. Hey, Nashville, the Dale Jr. Download is coming your way this week for a live show presented by Ally. It's this Friday night at the Old Red on Broadway. 8.30 p.m. start. We cannot wait. Of course, there's going to be other things before and after our show. Russell Dickerson, the country singer, will be performing. The venue fills up really early. So get there, enjoy a beer, enjoy Russell Dickerson, and then we'll be on. We're looking forward to it. And thank you, Ally, for inviting us. We will see you Friday night. NASCAR history and heritage come alive at the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Celebrate my fellow inductees Donnie Allison, Jimmy Johnson, and Chad Knauss with their class of 2024 artifacts enshrined in the Hall of Honor. Don't miss the Ford Performance Showcase. It's a new inside NASCAR exhibit that showcases the Ford Mustang's next-gen car through its design and innovation. The latest edition of Glory Road explores over 75 years of racing history, with its cool 33-degree banking and 19 cars on display on Mondays and Fridays, there's guided tours that take you behind the scenes with incredible stories and access to a NASCAR Hall of Fame insider. Or you can explore the hall at your own pace with the new mobile hub. It's a digital experience. Get behind the wheel of a realistic iRacing simulator. Or you can learn how fast-paced pit stops work with the Pit Crew Challenge. From the legends who shaped the sport to the new heroes earning a spot in the record books, the NASCAR Hall of Fame delivers an unforgettable experience. Book your visit to the hall today at nascarhall.com. Hello, hello, friends, and welcome back to Short Track Insider. As the month of June is winding down, and we are just a short week away from July. And I don't know where you're located, but the Charlotte area has literally missed the memo that it is summer. We got hot and humid for like a week or two, 
And apparently it thinks we're Portland now because all it has done is rain the past five days. Just rain, rain, rain. And we need that to be gone now because it is almost the weekend and there are so many people trying to get to some racing. So I'll keep it brief on the recap of the weekend since there is plenty to preview this upcoming week. But we'll start with Ohio Sprint Speed Week, which took place all of last week with the All-Stars. It essentially started at Attica on the 9th, ended at Portsmouth on the 17th. And the overall Speed Week Championship looked like it was going to go to Zeb Wise until the last night. It was a mechanical failure that took him out of contention and handed that title over to Sunshine Tyler Courtney. The Cars Tour was also at Dominion Raceway on Saturday, which we previewed last week with Mini Tyrell. And if you missed it, definitely go back and listen to that because he talked all about uh, a really cool initiative that took place this past weekend that he was able to spearhead. So seeing all of the pictures and the videos of the teams and the drivers with all of the families and kids of the pediatric cancer unit was just incredible and so heartwarming. And what a, what a cool thing to be able to get these kids to the racetrack. So uh, again, hats off to Minnie Tyrell for that. But as for the on-track action, if you have Twitter, then I feel like you already know what I'm going to say because man... It was a phenomenal race once again. I mean, you could throw the top three under a blanket in the closing laps. They were racing hard, relatively respectful. I mean, it was good, hard, short track racing. And it was Carson Quapple who'd had the lead, was consistently under fire from Butterbean Brendan Queen. But Bobby McCarty was in the catbird seat and able to take advantage of the top two battling hard, got by both of them to take the win. So again, it was cool to see uh, that clip of the last four or five laps really just go viral over social media on some good, good hard short track racing. Uh, Diamond Cup took place at Meridian Speedway, which used to be one of my favorite events of the year that I got to participate in because they host pavement sprint cars, super modifieds, and pro trucks. And I always love when I say super modifieds because there's just a hardcore super modified fan base that you know of course we saw kind of dwindle with the dwindling of super modifieds but it's been cool to see a resurgence you know up in the northeast uh around star and then of course uh, out on the west coast really the northwest has kind of started to resurge super modifieds and uh they were the highlight of diamond cup this past weekend a two-day show at meridian speedway where kyle telstrom and troy decare got themselves sprint car feature wins brian wharf swept the weekend for the super modifieds and then john newhouse tanner wong and jeff wade won the pro truck races over the weekend and lastly uh, I want to give a shout out to young Wyatt Flowers who captured a win over the weekend at Alaska Raceway Park in the Bandoleros. More than anything, a big shout out to just to Alaska Raceway Park. It's definitely near the top two short tracks that I need to get to on my bucket list because Michelle Maynard and her group out there have a gem of a racetrack. And A, if you didn't even know that there was a racetrack at in Alaska, well, now you do. And B, if you didn't know, now you definitely need to Google pictures because the backdrop for this track is, I mean, breathtaking. Like, it is just so cool. And I recently hit 135 racetracks that I've been to. But unfortunately, Alaska Raceway Park is one that I still have not been to. And maybe I need to see what flights are to Alaska sometime soon. I heard it's really pretty out there this time of year. All right. Well, what is coming up this weekend for you guys? I feel like we have to start this off with a bang and talk about the quarter of a million dollar race that's taking place out at Houston's right now with the World of Outlaw Sprint Cars for the Houston's High Bank Nationals. It's Wednesday through Friday, which are preliminary events, so setting the stage, these guys racing for overall points, and then Saturday is what starts the chase for $250,000, and 
Kyle Larson being the crazy person he is will be back and forth between there and Nashville, uh, you know, with, with the cup race. So if you're not in the Brandon, South Dakota area, you can watch Houston's Racely Week weekly racing as well as the High Bank Nationals this weekend on Dirt Vision again. I mean, a quarter of a million dollars that one driver can win in one night, plus the $20,000 up for grabs each of the preliminary nights. It's wild that this you know amount of money is available right now in dirt racing. But continuing the World of Outlaw trend, the late models start their Heartland Speed Week Tour as they take on Kansas, Nebraska, Iowa, and eventually North Dakota. Uh, it's seven races over nine days, starting at 81 Speedway in Wichita, Kansas, this Friday and Saturday. Then they'll head to Off-Road Speedway in Norfolk, Nebraska on Sunday. And then they'll have Monday off, and then we hit um, Mason City on Tuesday. We've got Red River Valley on Wednesday. And then it's uh, River Cities, which is in, I think, like Fargo area, North Dakota, on uh, Friday. And then we're at I-94 Sure Step in Minnesota on Saturday. So it's it's a busy week for the World of Outlaw Late Models. And as always, all things outlaws can be watched on Dirt Vision. As for the Lucas Oil Late Models, they are over in Starver, Pennsylvania this weekend for the Lernerville, at Lernerville Speedway for the Firecracker 100. It starts on Thursday, goes all the way into the weekend on Saturday. And then USAC, busy per usual with the USAC Silver Crown cars at Madison International in Madison, Wisconsin. Then they'll head over on Saturday for the USAC Sprint cars. They're at Wilmot in Wilmot, Wisconsin, and then Angel Park Speedway in Sun Prairie, Wisconsin on Sunday. And per usual, all Lucas Oil Late models and USAC racing can be watched on Flow Racing. There was supposed to be a smart modified race at Ace Speedway and a Southern Super Series race at Carteret. But as we talked at the top of Short Track Insider, man, the rain has just not let up. And it does not seem to want to let up really here around the Carolina area. So I believe both of those have been postponed or canceled due to weather. So obviously tune into their social to see if and when those races will get rescheduled. And lastly, in regards to tours, the NASCAR Will and Modified Tour runs at Riverhead Raceway in Riverhead, New York on Saturday, where honestly, the storyline kind of going into the weekend is the absence of defending series champion John McKennedy. Uh, he posted on social media earlier this week, the team he drove for has decided to shut down immediately, uh, leaving him, from what I understand, out of a ride. So I'll be curious to see if he's able to put something together uh, and, and get to Riverhead this weekend. So you can catch all the modifieds all season long on Flow Racing. They put on some great racing as of lately. And, you know, unfortunate circumstances for John McKennedy, which you always love a story, going into a race weekend. Well, we've got some local racing for you. Again, I can't, can't you know, tell you every racetrack that's racing all across the country because there are so many. But just a couple. NASCAR Weekly Racing is at Berlin Raceway this weekend in Marne, Michigan. Uh, you've got Dirt Car Summer Nationals at I-55, which is in Peavely, Missouri this weekend. NASCAR Weekly Racing at Langley Speedway in Hampton, Virginia. You've got some weekly racing at Sharon Speedway in Hartford, Ohio. The Grand Estate Pro Stock Series is at Speedway 95 in Herman, Maine. Uh, NASCAR Weekly at Bowman Gray is at Winston-Salem. Again, that one kind of kind of weather permitting. They're usually pretty good about waiting it out if possible. Uh, you've also got NASCAR Weekly at All-American out in Roseville, California. Winged 360s are at Placerville Speedway out in Placerville, California. And also some NASCAR Weekly racing out at Evergreen Speedway up in Monroe, Washington. And there's a great website, you guys, that I use to find all of the upcoming races, uh, places that you can even watch. It's called raceday.watch. This is not an ad, not anything like that. It's just raceday.watch. I mean, it gives you everything from NASCAR Weekly 
to Formula E races, to NASCAR, to Grand Prix out in, you name it. And you can narrow down your searches. It shows you how to watch, where to watch, and what time everything starts. An absolutely amazing website for race fans uh, just in general. And hey, maybe broaden your horizons. If you're if you're a pavement person, watch some, you know, watch some USAC dirt racing. If you're an IMCA person, uh, you know, watch some stock cars. So definitely a cool way to broaden your short track racing horizons. So again, we will talk to you guys next week. I'll be on the road with the World of Outlaw Late Models uh, out in the Heartland Speed Week. But hey, no worries. I'll still have you covered here next week on Short Track Insider. All right, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the show. It was a lot of fun. Um, pretty awesome news for Josh Berry. Anyways, uh, we're headed to Nashville. It's tomorrow night at Old Red, downtown Broadway. If you're around, come check us out. We're going to have another episode of the Dale Jr. Download special guest on tap. Lots of beer and lots of fun to be had. 830 That's right. at Old Red. And then, obviously, if you're not in town, tune in to NBC. We're going to be on on air, in the booth, having a blast, back at it again. And post-race show will be on Peacock, so make sure if you want to see that. We're pushing hard to get that, get folks to watching that post-race on Peacock. My boss will be happy if you did. Um, otherwise, that's about it. Father's Day is a wrap, and we're off to work. We'll right, see buddy. you. See you. Check out Dirty Mo Media. Tell them what you want. Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram. Dirty.